Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio. Today is National Groundhog Day, which means if the groundhog sees his shadow, we get six more weeks of winter. <laughs> yes, you got okay. it right. Okay. You'd think after almost 30 years of doing this, I would remember. But what we're really hoping is that he doesn't see his shadow, so it's six weeks until spring. Yes, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yes, yes. So uh, have you ever bought into this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have because I, you know, I I predict the the end of, of winter every year, and people are like, no, it's not the end of winter, and I, I'm I'm usually right. Mm-hmm. My percentage of me being right is seventy nine percent. Okay. <laughs> so when I say winter is over, which it's not, it's over. Okay, I guess. Well, we will see. Uh, Wyerton Willie is, of course, the uh, groundhog because there's plenty of groundhogs like across the in our kind of. I don't know, big circumference of area. There's one Puxitani Phil, I yeah. think it is, yeah. down in the States. I don't know what other groundhogs there are in uh, Canada, but Wyerton Willie is the one that we follow. And uh, last year, if you recall, Wyerton Willie had an understudy who was brown, which was pretty alarming to some folks because Wyerton Willie is known to be a white groundhog. But don't worry. They have found a replacement, and uh, a white groundhog has returned in Wyerton this year. I'm so glad that we uh, <laughs> rely on a rodent to predict our weather. I know, I know, but it's a big deal there. They have a whole festival. Yeah. They're really happy that they're going to be back in action for a couple of years that they haven't been able to do it there. Um, they take it very seriously, yeah. and this morning at exactly 8.07, Wyerton Willie will make his prediction. So basically two hours from now, yeah, he will be making his prediction, and we will know. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning to all those, all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio. Today is Groundhog Day. <laughs> Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Janelle. <laughs> when you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Gather around the old radio machine for another useless fact, especially if you're a guy and you're losing your hair. I'll tell you who you have that in common with. You ready for this, Janelle? Yeah. Is your dad losing his hair? No, my dad's got a beautiful full head of hair, and he's only just recently started going gray. Like, up until now, everyone was like, Judy, you dye Glenn's hair, don't you? No, he doesn't. Had I not pulled my hair out of my head uh, when I was going through my first bout of cancer, I would have had a full head of hair because the hair came back, but it came came in so thin on the top. That's why I shave it bald. How do you know that, that you would have a full head of hair? You might be at the stage where you're starting to lose it. Not a chance. Did your dad have hair? Yeah. Did your mom's, the men in your mom's side of your family, did they have hair on their head? Mm, no. That That is the indication as to whether or not you'll have hair on your head. It is. Oh. It's not your dad. It's the, it's the guys yeah. on your mom's side of the family. I look good, though, right, bald? Yeah. No, you do. You totally rock the bald. All right. Uh, male monkeys lose their hair on, on their heads the same way men do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Aww. So if you're a guy and you're losing your hair, uh, look at a monkey. And you'll feel some sympathy with them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen, like, you know, say at the zoo or something like that, a balding monkey. Well, the next time you're there, you'll look for one. I will, honestly. I think that's uh, kind of a cool fact. And you'll remember this fact. I will. You know what? This is a pretty good one, Stu, in my books. I think I'm going to have to give you, like, a like an 8.5 this morning. Holy. Yeah. You impressed me. Thank you. <laughs> and I like it because I love animals. 
I love monkeys. <laughs> Are we allowed to own a monkey in Ottawa? Uh, pretty sure, no, that's illegal. <laughs> Why is it illegal? Because what kind of a life can you give a monkey? Trust me. <laughs> I'll give that monkey a good life. All right, so the scores we go at 10 0 30. Bitterman says he's bald, but gives me a 9. Okay, uh, we've got a 9 and a 10 from Sassy Kathy and Manowit. The Country Bumpkins give that a 10 and say that's monkey business. Uh, ten, uh, Hall of Famer uh, Ton Mild, uh, Ton Mild Mike gives you a 9.5 out of 10. He says, I thought we evolved from monkeys, thinking that we wouldn't be, you know, going bald like them. You agree with me that he should change his handle? It's difficult to say, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a handle that I can say. Stuart's favorite number one fan is Neurotic Mama gives him a 10. Thank you, Mother. I'm mid-40s and was gray late 20s and thin by early 30s. Now just shave it off like Stu, and I'm proud. 10 from Cranky Craig this morning. That, thank you. That's a 10, from, 10 Stu from Wonderful Woody. Hall of Famers, Ghost Rider, and his dad, Pierre, the dehydrated Frenchman. Our family has gray hair, and my dad rocked the Elvis look until he was in his 80s. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Uh, they gave you a 10 this morning. Thank you. Uh, got a nine from Rob. Got a ten from Turtley Sharon. Fantastic, give me a good score. Yeah, uh, this is a definite nine point five on this one. Uh, it says, "I am now rushing on my phone to search for bald monkeys." <laughs> <laughs> I think I might need to do that too for a good laugh. Yeah. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, it's about to get very cold in Ottawa as we have a polar vortex strengthening yeah. in our region. Yeah. Um, this extreme cold is settling in overnight and into tomorrow. So like I have been telling you, we're only going to see a high of about minus 24 tomorrow, and that's before the wind chill. This is the coldest night and the coldest day we will have this season so far because we've been blessed with a very mild, mild winter. Uh, stop talking about the polar vortex, please. <laughs> I beg you. All right. Well, just a few things. Ottawa Public Health warning residents about a risk of frostbite. Um, I mean, this is the first time we're seeing it this year. you got to keep the four Ps in mind. Pink, pain, patches, and pricklies. Um, so keep those things in mind or just stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can. And uh, with this cold temperatures, a lot of people might be getting excited. Oh, maybe the canal will freeze over. Um, not nope. going to happen because we need uh, an extended period of those cold temperatures. And we're really only going to see those cold temperatures for tomorrow and Saturday and actually getting up into the plus temperatures after that. So this is actually the very first time that Winterlude is set to come and the Rideau Canal Skateway is not open. I feel bad for the tourists that are coming to town that yeah. bank on this. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from another country, they're looking for it. They don't, have no idea what the ice is like. And they're probably coming and they're like, we can't skate? Why not? Yeah, like, why not? You had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So the National Capital Commission has confirmed it's not going to be ready due to our warmer than normal temperatures. And they say that this will be the latest opening in the history of the skateway. And that's even if they get it open. At this yeah. point, we don't even know if we're going to have it open at all for the season. But uh, just so you know, for Winter Loot, as it does kick off for our first weekend this weekend, OC Transpo, STO, offering some free bus rides to uh, this year's festivities with the OLG Snow Bus Service. So that will start on the 4th, which is 
Saturday, uh, running on all three weekends of the festivities. Winterlude, um, or if you want to go to Winterlude, you can uh, do the pickup, the snow bus starting at Lansdowne, traveling along the Rideau Canal, up to Slater Street downtown. They'll do eight stops along the way, so you can take in as much as possible. On the Gatineau side, the STO snow bus will loop from uh, Marston Street near Jacques Cartier Park and down to Elgin Street. So take advantage of that for free. The STO should offer free poutine as well. <laughs> okay, you, like you, you bring Quebec that up poutine. with them. <laughs> nothing like a good Quebec poutine. Poutine on the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your Winterlude weekend, and that's what's trending. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. The rules are different across the board of the rooms that are off limits when it comes to food in your house. And it might be a product of what your parents taught you. As what it seems to be the case. 100%. So do you guys have any rules in your house as to like where the kids can have food and where they can't? I used to have rules, but uh, the kids said whatever. <laughs> it used to be you can't eat in your bedroom. They turned that, oh, I can eat in my bedroom. So mm. if they want mice in the room, they can deal with it. So what you're saying is you're a pushover. <laughs> I am. So I'm, I'm a full-on pushover. So you do allow food in the bed. Do you eat in the bedroom? Uh, when I was sick, I did, but now I don't eat in the bedroom. Oh, okay, I see. I, I do eat in the man cave in the basement. Okay, that doesn't seem that crazy yeah. to me. I mean, no. that's kind of like an entertainment space, right? You might go down there yeah. and have a movie, so having pops and, you know, chips and snacks and all that kind of stuff doesn't seem that crazy. But there's so many dried eggs underneath my desk because I have my eggs in the morning. Ew! <laughs> yeah. What? I have, to get a, I have to get the Dyson down here. You're that messy of an eater? Well, first thing in the morning, I'm eating quick and uh, trying to eat before traffic. So some eggs fall, some uh, pieces of scrambled egg will fall. And that's carpeted, right? Yeah. Oh, that's just nasty. If you're doing a basement, never do a carpet. Worst mistake I ever made. Do hardwood or, or tile. See, me admitting that I eat in my bed isn't that gross compared to what you just admitted to, that you're just slopping eggs all over the floor every morning and not cleaning them up. Well, I have to get the Dyson down here. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Absolutely. See, I don't really have any hard and fast rules in my apartment. Um, Growing up, we definitely did. It was like you eat at the kitchen table and you only eat at the kitchen table. No food upstairs was a big rule, which quite a few of you have actually mentioned is still a rule in your house right now. Um, But uh, the older I got, I found that my parents migrated away from us demanding to have the dinner at the dinner table to all of us just settling in front of the TV and watching a show and bringing our full-on plate into the living room. So now I don't really have any rules. Um, Regularly on a Saturday morning, Adam and I will have coffee in bed. Sometimes we'll have like leftover pizza from the night before in bed. For breakfast? Yes. And a lot of you might think that that's pretty disgusting. That is disgusting. No, it's not. No, Gross. Absolutely not. What I did find funny is that Janet says that the dining room is exclusively a no-food zone. Of all the places in the house, Janet says that that one is no food because it's a, it's a, it's a storage room, a games room, and a crafts room. <laughs> Which room? The dining room? Yeah, she says nobody does any eating in their dining yeah. room. Yeah. If Which, you're building a house, don't don't build a dining room. Build a bigger kitchen. Yeah, just make it a storage room. There's no reason. I mean, these days, most people don't use their dining rooms. What is yours yeah. used for right now? Uh, Christmas, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. One meal One out of the year. One day a year. 
Yeah. <laughs> what a waste. Okay, so you might be wondering why we're asking you um, what rooms are off limits for food in the house. And we still want to know. You can give us a call, 750-1100. You can text it in at 10030. Um, it's because there's a new TikTok trend. Of course. That wants everybody to eat in the shower. And I'll let you know. Why? Coming up in a few minutes. I'd say absolutely everyone is against this idea, but maybe, just maybe, I can convince you to eat in the bathroom. No. (laughs) There is a new TikTok trend that is is, uh, trying to convince people that this is a life-changing experience and that it's a great way to wake up and start your day by eating, in particular, an orange in the shower. Excuse me? What? Well, I'm washing my privates, so I get to eat an orange? Well, not at the same time. You're, you, nobody can multitask that because peeling an orange is not the easiest thing to do. But there's a number of reasons why they say that this is a really great experience. So they say, eating an orange in the shower eliminates any worry of making a mess because sometimes it can be really messy when you're peeling open an orange with your fingers, right? The juice, yeah. you know, can kind of run down. So there's no mess. It's easy to clean up. You can rip it open with no remorse. In a hot shower, the heat and the humidity will exaggerate the taste and the smell of an orange. And think about it. You're having a hot, steamy shower mixed with that citrus in there. Uh, It is linked to stress relief. Your whole shower is going to have that citrus aroma, and uh, you're going to enjoy your orange in the shower. I'd just rather get body wash that smells like orange. (laughs) I'm not eating in the shower. I'm sorry. I can't do... Just because it's on TikTok doesn't mean we have to do it. No, you don't have to do it, but I'm saying be open to the experience because it, it honestly does sound like not the worst thing in the world. Hear me out because in the shower... We take showers to be clean and yeah. to be cleanly, right? Yeah. So don't do it at the beginning of the shower when you're still dirty and grimy, but maybe do it toward the end of your shower when you've already cleaned yourself. Your hands are clean. There's, you know, you peel off the rind. So it's not like you're going to be eating or ingesting anything that might have been, you know, sitting on that shower shelf where the orange was sitting earlier. You're going to peel it open. You're going to eat it in the most cleanliest room in your house. (laughs) If I was going to eat one thing in the shower, it would be like peanuts. Because peanuts make a mess when you open up the shell. Peanuts, he says. Yes. That sounds like a disaster of a mess. Well, if it's on TikTok, it must be great, Janelle. (laughs) Peanuts sound like a terrible idea because... They make a lot of mess. They make a huge mess. And all those little pieces are going to go down your drain and eventually clog it. At least with an orange peel, you can set the orange peel to like the side or on a shelf and clean it up when you're done. I'm going to try the peanuts later today when I take a shower. (laughs) That's not the thing. (laughs) Look, okay, maybe I have, you know, I'm open to this idea because I actually eat in my bathroom. What? (laughs) What do you eat in your bathroom? I mean, like, not on meals or anything like that but if I you know I might take a snack to the bathroom while I'm doing my makeup or something like that this isn't that outrageous I this take... is where you poop <laughs> you don't <laughs> eat where you poop I take a drink into the bathroom when I'm getting ready to do my makeup is that not something you've ever done before never 
Have you I, ever I had, had a roommate a... that drank beer in the shower. Yeah, I've totally had shower beers before. Yeah. So this is also that stoned a lot of times. Out of the realm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who is willing to, you know, admit yes. that I eat in the bathroom? Yes, you are. Look, I'm not sitting down on the toilet and taking my plate of food in there with me. That's not what's happening. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just talking about like maybe a cookie or something like that. I might bring it in while I'm doing my makeup. <laughs> I'm sorry, Janelle. I can't. I can't get on board. Is the orange in the shower worse or better than eating a cookie in the bathroom? Uh, I, you know, the citrus smell. Fine, that, I'll allow you it. Maybe get behind that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think I've convinced you. This text at ten zero three. Peanut shells might plug your drains. Do exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a terrible idea. This might be the dumbest conversation we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is that Beyonce, after her multi-million dollar Dubai show, has announced that she's going to be doing a world tour to support her album Renaissance. The bad news is is that she's not coming to Ottawa. So the tour is going to kick off in May. Uh, Bay will be traveling through Europe before bringing her stadium tour to North America and only hitting two Canadian cities this summer. Um, that will be Toronto. Two different dates you have a chance to get there, though, July 8th and 9th. And then, of course, out in Vancouver. So if you want to go to that show at the Rogers Center, July 8th and 9th, tickets go on sale starting on Monday. And let's not hope it's a fiasco like we've seen in the past with some big stars coming with Ticketmaster. I remember seeing her at Blues Fest in 2008. And wow. she was on stage for 40 minutes. She wasn't very good. No? She just started uh, touring. And she was awful. Like on her as a solo artist instead yeah. of Destiny's Child, maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay then. <laughs> but she's obviously improved. Yeah. Uh, so Netflix has unveiled its plan to prevent password sharing between people in households outside of an account owner's primary location. They told us they were going to do this, and we were all kind of wondering, well, how are they actually going to enforce this? It's kind of scary how they're going to enforce this. Like, we're all screwed. Uh, at least I know I am because we share ours right now with Adam's parents. And the thing that kind of will screw you up is that uh, they will be able to figure out where the home base is for the original count owner. So they'll know that Adam's parents are out in Cambridge and we're yeah. out in Ottawa. And that doesn't, those places aren't even close together. Um, so basically, they're going to have all of this information, including your IP address, the device IDs, the account activity to determine whether a device that's signed into the account is actually connected to the primary location. And what they're going to do is just be able to block that device from watching Netflix on that account because they're like, oh, yeah, this is outside of the household that's actually paying for it. Uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Netflix is watching what I'm, I'm doing? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that they say they're going to do is require you to log into your account every 30 days. Oh, just so it's going to be like, like work email. Yeah, it's going to like not not that you have to change your password, but they're going to make you physically re-log in every 30 days again to try and prevent people from sharing passwords. Uh, speaking to Netflix, I just started watching two series, I'm watching Fauda, which is great, and watching the Pamela Anderson story. I lived oh. that Pamela Anderson story in the 90s, but it's it's amazing how, how she's going back. I'm about halfway through it and I love her honesty. And I heard she's dropped quite a few bombshells yeah, in, she has. in that documentary. Yeah. yeah.
So the, the the good news is is that Netflix is not going to be implementing this until the end of March. So okay. we've all got two months to be mooches. <laughs> That's what's trending. It's brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. Just before we start the game, I want to give a shout-out to two people who were listening to us yesterday. They sent us a very nice text. I said, what's your name? The mom said her name's Jane and her daughter is Bryn. Uh, her 12-year-old daughter was rocking out to us yesterday. Awesome. Thanks for Thank listening, you. guys. Uh, who's made the cut for Word Wars? We have Lynn and Joanne on the line this morning. So Lynn got through first. We'll let her pick her categories. Good morning, Lynn. Morning. Uh, choice of categories, please. All right. So thank you to Laura Cadeau, who sent in our categories. We have either jewels or rich. Or fish? Rich. 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 Yeah, like having a lot of money. Let's say rich. Okay, all things to do with being rich. In three, two, one. You're not a multimillionaire, you're what? What's bigger than a millionaire? Billionaire. Yes, and you have somebody that caters to all your needs in your house. Uh, Servant, uh, maid. Okay, no, uh, this person cooks for you. Cook. This person cooks for you. What do you call them? No. You're living in a big house. It's called a? Mansion. And you're driving this big fancy car. You're being driven in this big fancy car? Limousine. Yes, and uh, you're flying on one of these. Jet. Ah. Private jet is what we were looking for. It was just after the buzzer. And uh, the other words that you didn't, uh, that you got caught on were butler and chef. Yeah. Oh, yes. So you guys got three. We'll see how that holds up. Lynn, just hang on the line, okay? And we'll say good morning to Joanne. Good morning, Joanne. Hi. Good morning, Stu. Are you ready to bring your A game? I am. Now, I don't know Jules very well, so we're going to do our best. Okay. All right. In three, two, one. You give this, uh, if you want to get married, you're going to put what? A ring. Uh, what's in the ring? Engagement ring diamond. Yes. And uh, it's very what? It's not cheap. It's very? Expensive. Yes. And you put this around your uh, your wrist. Oh, uh, a bracelet? Yes, watch? and yes, and uh, if I'm going to propose to somebody, I'm giving them a blank ring. What kind of ring? I'm an proposing to you with an a blank engagement ring. Yes, and uh, that's very good. Um, I can't describe the other ones. Um, really? I you can't describe crown. How would you describe crown? The queen wears this. Oh yeah, yeah. Sierra. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you guys win. You got it. Oh, great. Thank you so much. So congratulations, uh, Joanne. We have for you a uh, $100 gift card to Lotto 649. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy. And hopefully you hit the jackpot. Yes. I'll never be the spokesperson for Lemmy's and Door Drillers. It's a curious thing. Make a one Right. Hello, McFly. Ridiculous. What's wrong with you? Who with you? Not smart at all. Mm. And now, your daily dose of dumb. And they're in this country. Yeah, typically they come out of Florida, not yeah. just in this country, here in Ottawa. We're actually yeah. going to double down on our daily dose of dumb stories. Uh, and one of these stories actually comes, you know, has originates from Montreal. Because um, maybe you've seen the viral video, but when your car is stolen, you don't typically ever think you're going to see it again. This woman 
saw her car in a very viral video that you may have seen at this point already. Um, she's from Laval. She was trying to sell her car on Kijiji. And uh, in the midst of her... Um, test driving with this person. He was driving erratically. She asked him to pull over so they could switch seats because she was uncomfortable. Yeah. She gets out of the car. He zooms off with her car. Mm-hmm. Then, three days later, she sees this viral video with her car in it, driving through a mall in Toronto. It's the Vaughn Mall. And this guy literally drives through the front door and just, I guess, proceeds to drive to a certain store and tries to steal a bunch of things. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. I saw this in the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers did this perfectly. They drove they drove their car through a shopping mall. Yeah, and did they get caught by the cops? Eventually. Yeah, exactly. There's cameras everywhere in a mall. What were you thinking, dude? He wasn't thinking. Probably and high as a kite. This car was already reported stolen, so it was already hot. <laughs> Like, what an idiot. He was caught. Now she's got to come to Ontario to retrieve her damaged, badly damaged car. And it's just a big old waste. But we don't stop there. We have another story for you that happened right here in Ottawa. Man pulled over. Um, He was going, I guess, probably too fast. Yeah. Turns out when the uh, cops asked for his license and registration... This guy has been banned from driving since 1986. How the bleep does this happen? Right? Like how? I don't know. This guy's almost 70. He's been driving with an expired license since 86. Like how yeah. is the question? I, I suppose as long as you're kind of following the rules and you never get pulled over, you could get Jeez. away with it, but terrible. I would not want um, to get into an accident with that guy. The reason why he has not had a license for 40 years is because he has five impaired driving charges, several other provincial offense notices dating back uh, years and years and years ago. Get used to the LC transport, buddy. Yeah, your car's been now impounded. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's your Daily Dose of Dumb. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? It seems Ryan Reynolds is spending a lot more time in Ontario these days. He was out at Seneca College, which is just outside of the Toronto area, um, and was a very special guest there, of course. He toured the facilities, caused lots of excitement for everyone on campus. Posing for photos, videos, all complimenting the faculty and communication, art and design facilities and those programs. And he said, you know, I wish there was something like this that existed when I started out. But I think there were a few students who got like a very special presence from him and a big surprise when he stumbled in on their live broadcast. And he essentially just took over. So here he is reporting on the fact that Dr. Phil has decided to end his show. So much more he wants to do. 72-year-old is planning to announce a primetime partnership in 2024. While he didn't share his exact plans, it's clear retirement isn't in the picture. For 25 years, Dr. Phil gave advice to troubled relationships. Are you with me here? Dysfunctional teens. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's my fault, not yours. Oh my god! Yeah. It was an honor. <laughs> oh my god! I hope I didn't ruin your entire broadcast. No, oh, no. Maybe. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. 
it's kind of hard to hear there, but he asks, are we live right now? Yeah. And they say, yes. They were literally doing a live broadcast as broadcasting students training. <laughs> I would poop my pants if you knocked on my door and said, hey, can I join your broadcast? Right? That's hilarious. He gets it. He absolutely gets it. Yeah, just love the guy. He really does know how to make that personal connection with Looking people. forward to hearing him announce that he's a new owner officially of the Ottawa yeah, Senators. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Then he'll be spending a lot more time here. Um, and if you are looking for a, a perfect date night out for Valentine's Day, which is uh, less than two weeks away now, Ottawa has two restaurants in particular that have been deemed the most romantic restaurants in Canada. Which ones? So uh, this is a slight fall from grace, I will say. Last year, we had eight restaurants on the list. Only two made the cut this time. All right. Hit me. So uh, have you been to Cantina Gia? No. All right. Well, it is a um, a classic neighborhood family restaurant offering comfort food with a wine shop. That's located in the Glebe. Okay. Put that on your list. Cantina Gia. And Riviera was the other one. Oh, yeah. I've been to Riviera. It's very expensive, but it's worth it. Okay. All right. So that is out on uh, Spark Street, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. What about the Marlboro Pub in North Gore? That didn't make the list? Not as the most romantic place is no, Stu. It is. Marlboro (laughs) Pub for the win. You can take Connie there for your Valentine's Day dinner. But if you're looking at uh, maybe getting a reservation at one of those two places, a few tips from Open Table, who is the one who did this whole um, list of 100 most romantic restaurants in Canada. They say, book your reservation two weeks out. Yeah. So we're about there right now. And uh, also just like change your time. Go go off peak hours. Go for I, like a really early dinner or a really late dinner. You go for 530. Yeah. Trust me. It'll be a little bit easier to get those reservations. Cantina Gia and Riviera if you're looking for a romantic date on Valentine's Day. That's what's trending. Ladies and gentlemen. Moves. Password to paradise. Winner. Welcome to paradise. All right, it's time to call another lucky winner. Going to make somebody very happy today. All right, let's do it. Hello? Is this John? Yes, it is. Morning, John. It's Stu and Janelle calling from Move 100. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, So you've been entering a lot of passwords to paradise, right? Yes, I have. So why do you think we might be calling you? I think I might have just, uh, you're making my dream come true. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're going to beaches, Turks, and Caicos. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, you're off to an incredible resort, John. Uh, There's so many things to do there. You're going to love the bars. You're going to love all the restaurants, tons of food. All the pools, too. I mean, it is just like an unbelievable place to discover, not to mention the 21 restaurants. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's 21 restaurants. I'm going to try it all of them. Yeah. I mean, you got to try them all. And I'm assuming you're going to be taking your wife with you? Yeah, uh, absolutely. What's her name? Yeah, Anita. Well, you're going to have to let her know the good news. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Congratulations. And enjoy beaches, Turks, and Caicos. Thank you. Thank you. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. And typically when you get a pet, you are hoping for some companionship and some affection from that pet, right? Yeah. Especially when we're talking about cats and dogs. Unconditional love. Well, could you imagine having a cat that was too affectionate that you decided to drop it off at the shelter? What? Yeah, unbelievable. Well, this story comes from New Jersey, where there was a cat that was returned to the shelter in which it was adopted from 
just a week after the cat was adopted. His name is Bruno. He looks like a sweetheart. He was adopted to a new family, and they apparently found him too affectionate. The family had never had a cat before. They said, you know, he always wants to sit on our lap. He's just following us around. He he headbutts us for kisses, and he wants pets. He just wants too much love. He's too playful, and he's got zoomies in the evening, so um, we don't want him. (laughs) I've never heard of that before in my life. Unbelievable. So the shelter shares this story up on uh, Facebook, and they say, you know, anyone looking for a Velcro cat, we got Bruno. He is your man. This post goes absolutely crazy on Facebook, um, shared more than 1,400 times, over 500 comments, um, people lining up to adopt Bruno because he sounds like the most lovable little kitty in the world. He, they, he got over 50 applications and has now, obviously, a new home, and um, the owner knows what to expect, and a extremely affectionate cat and the good news is is that the entire shelter benefited from this because there were people just coming to the shelter to see bruno he was already adopted so now every cat in the shelter has found a new home because hey we can't get bruno oh we fell in love with another cat here and they brought him home what a great story. I love it. A too affectionate cat. Come yeah. on. <laughs> That's all the feels on Move 100.